Just a warning, this episode will contain spoilers. Come back to this episode once you've read It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Also be sure to check trigger warnings before listening as well. Welcome back to Boozy Book Talk. I'm Sahara. I'm Ren. I'm Jen. And I'm Andy. Welcome back to our podcast. Yay! Yay! The way we cheer every single time. <laughs> like, they're Episode just like, oh, three. Oh, get along with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so routine. I'd like to know what you guys have done this week and how's your week going? Mm-hmm. Give us some updates. I forgot uh, what I did this weekend. You got a job. You did. How was it this weekend? Okay, so today or this week? Update on your exciting. life. You got a job. All right, T. Yeah, I got a job. Celebration. Not that, not that I needed a job, but like I was looking for Cheers a to that. A better job. I got a better job. Yes. With a higher position and higher pay. Working her so, way up. T. Sahara, say your day. Um... Nothing exciting today. Did literally no work whatsoever. But this past weekend, my friend got engaged, which was super exciting. We went to New York City and both the guy and the girl, they're both in my friend group. So like we helped my guy friend help plan it out and whatnot. Super fun. But just made me think of how extra single I am. So also cheers to that. Cheers to that. We're all single. Anyway, I love that you said nothing's exciting today. Like Harry's tour didn't get didn't get confirmed for us, and we're all gonna Stop. meet up officially. I, I'm having anxiety over it though. Like yeah, planning hotels but... now and like trying to get extra tickets. But yeah, Harry yeah, didn't announce. But you're already you already have tickets, so that's good. One and two, we're all officially meeting up. Rizzy Book Talk's gonna hey. get a real group picture that's Woo-hoo. not edited. <laughs> Don't expose the editing of that first picture. Most of us have met. Yeah, Three of the I'm the only us. one that hasn't met. Because you're a flop. Yeah. Yeah. Someone had to say it. But yeah, that's exciting. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't pull a run and get a last minute flight, unfortunately. So. Okay, like that's an insult. Just, like It's not an insult. Back. Like I, I would back. love to pull... I would love to pull a run and go. I was just starting a new job at the time, unfortunately. Honestly, if it wasn't for that job, I would have. I had really bad FOMO, so. Yeah, it's a hardest offense. I did just finish my semester. I had like a week off before I started work and in my internship. So I do give her some slack on not coming because I really, exactly. it was like ideal time. Yeah. Okay, so Andy. Um, absolutely nothing has gone on in my life recently. Um, we're getting ready to sell our house. So I've just been cleaning and organizing, packing, all very fun things. I broke my glasses earlier, you know, <laughs> entertaining life for me. Are you guys moving far? Um, well, I'm just moving out. So I'm going back to school for fall and then from there somewhere and then um probably LA and then my parents they work at a campground and they stay in their trailer so for now they're gonna be full-time in their um RV until my brother and I have like settled and stuff like that somewhere down the line and then they'll figure something else out which it's like two hours from here so it's not horrible okay yeah so you're really moving out like you're leaving your home like I'm and I've literally, other than, like, a college dorm room, never lived anywhere other than here. So, like, pretty crazy stuff. Oh, my God. Damn. That's yeah. scary. Yeah, I kind of hate it. But, <laughs> you yeah, know. I mean, because that's your childhood home. Yeah. But I also have always wanted to get out of this town. So, pros and cons. Ren, what did you do this weekend? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, What was... 
Always. Even last weekend. Like, I don't even know what I did. I think I just worked the whole weekend. Oh, my God. Wait, no. So, you- me and my friends had, like, a whole Sunday fun day. And, like, I was off. We went and got brunch. Went to the bar all day. We were out literally for, like, eight hours just at the bar. And it was really fun. So, that was a good Sunday. Um, this week's pretty good because tour being fully confirmed for the U.S. Unfortunately, not for Com Canada and Europe. So, that's pretty sad for those fans. Um, but we can officially meet. So that's exciting. Yeah, we're going to Harry's Halloween show. If anybody's going and wants to, I don't know, meet up with us, we'll yes. be there. Movie book talk meet up? Question mark. Stop. Meeting we'll be there. It'll be us. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just all our other friends. Right. It's like it's meeting us. us. <laughs> and our friends don't even listen. So it would just be like a friend group hangout. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like we'll be there. So if you see us, definitely come by and say hi to us. Yes. Exactly. We'll be there. I have um the second day. So actually Halloween, like on Halloween day, that's my concert. And I think the rest of the three of you guys have the Saturday, so the first day of Halloween. I have second too. I have first. Okay. Day. And then Jen and I have first. Yeah, we're 50-50. Okay. But we're all trying to go to both days. Like, we're trying to get tickets to the day we don't have as well. At least three of us are. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Yeah, I've yeah. Gi- No, I've given up on day one, too. So it's just you two. Well, we're well, well Jen and I are trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I'm also going with, like, a friend from home. And, like, I don't think she wants to get another ticket, which is obviously it's a lot of money. Yeah. And I don't really mind to save some money. Like, I don't need to be going to a fourth show. It's just ridiculous um all right don't need to come at me like that but it's ridiculous for me because I don't really have the money and I need to save up for like other expenses that's coming up within the year so like it's really I don't have it so there's it's not point no point in me doing it um so I'd rather just like probably gonna hang out go to the bar which still costs money but not as much as a ticket and then like more like a planned outfit and all that stuff yeah um and then you this- and I can do something Yes, exactly. We'll go out. Oh, you're 21 now, so perfect. We'll mm-hmm. And she'll be too. So we'll have a whole little. All oh, the, all our 21 year olds can go. 21 and up can go party while everyone else is partying at heroin. Hey. Yeah. And then well, we have a friend visiting this week. Another our friends on Twitter friends. FOMO. FOMO. Yeah, literally big time. I- I was literally supposed to go see Ren mm-hmm. for her birthday, but I, I was supposed to go, to go too. Yeah, okay, okay, but I actually like live driving distance. <laughs> I don't need to buy a plane ticket. Ren, Ren only lives three hours away from you guys. Like that is so mm-hmm. close. That is driving distance close. And I'm upset. Yeah, but we're going to meet up for like a week in the city, like weekend in New York City to go get brunch and like yeah. for the day. So Boozy brunch. That'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> She'll actually drink. Yeah, I actually will be it's drinking be then. Ren's birthday celebration. So let's toast to that again. Cheers. Cheers. I'm turning um, 42. Facts. Facts. 42 shots right now. Go. Oh my God, I would. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. What are we all drinking? I'm drinking Smirnoff pink lemonade flavor. Mm, sounds is it good. good? It is, but it honestly just tastes like pink lemonade. Oh. oh, that's not bad though. Yeah, yeah. No, I like pink lemonade, but like, where's the liquor? I need the liquor. Yeah, it's just so Facts. sweet. Yeah. What are you guys drinking? I'm also drinking a Smirnoff. However, I got a strawberry kiwi one the other day at the store, and it tastes like foot. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I have, but no one else in my house will drink it, so I have to. Ooh. So I put it in a cup with some grenadine to like sweeten it up, and it's okay. it's good now. How do you know what foot tastes like? i just it's an assumption of a foot taste it's not a confirmed foot taste the way that no one else questioned that though right but no one else i just mean you and me jen i didn't think to question it i just me neither it It just tasted bad okay fine not foot just bad okay but with the grenadine it's good so likes feet (laughs) yummy Ren would know. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. I, I do not like feet. Ren. Okay. Ren loves. I just know I don't. I just make jokes Your tweet about. history <laughs> begs to differ. Your camera roll probably also begs to differ. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> the amount of times 
you tortured us with Niles' feet pictures. Mm-mm. Niles, Harry's feet. Ooh. Okay. Not Harry's too, but she tort. Niles are the ones that yeah, are yeah, torturous. That was. I love where this conversation is going. (laughs) Very on topic. Very on brand. Let me just make a statement. I do not have a fetish. I just like making fun of feet and like bothering people with it. Making fun of feet. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Whatever. I'm not going to win. Spread the news, guys. Ren likes Nile Horn's feet. If you know what Nile's feet looks like, Google it. Yeah. No, actually, don't. Don't don't Google it. Save yourselves. Trigger word, yeah. So it's all your friends. <laughs> uh, Sahara, what about you? Um, back at it again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> with my aha. Um, this flavor actually Ooh. sucks. I don't recommend this at all. Stop booing me. I can't <laughs> drink right now. What flavor is it? So again, inspired by Mr. Harry Styles. This is Speaking lime watermelon. This is not strawberry. This time. What did you say? I said speaking oh, no. of. Yeah, speaking of, with that being said, I was um, like, it's, it tastes like Harry's feet. Honestly, I wish I knew. I wish I could confirm for you. And I, the foot fetish. Okay. Well, what else has okay. a foot fetish confirmed? Listen, listen, I would do anything for Harry Styles. Same. Including his whatever with feet. I don't care. With God, Harry's. God, no, do not. You heard it here first, everyone. Guys, that's gonna be a blooper. That's, that's a blooper. That's Tag Harry Styles down below. Tag him. A, Everybody send blooper. this to Harry. No, it's gonna be a teaser for the episode. That's what's <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I just don't really like it. I would not recommend this. The strawberry one tasted better. Um, my mom got me a mango flavor too, but I'll try that next episode. So, you know me. What's Sahara drinking? What's seltzer? Not alcohol. Not All alcohol. Right. Anyway, I'm drinking an alcoholic <laughs> seltzer. <laughs> I'm drinking Smirnoffs. Oh my god, we're all oh my god, wait. Oh, look how cute. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. not enough FOMO if you keep drinking the ahas every day. Yeah, for real. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um I got the red, white, and berry Smirnoff seltzer. Pretty good. I don't know, my mom got them. Once again, Happy free Fourth of July. Yep. Late, a little maybe, late like week or two later but okay yeah it's pretty good okay Anna is so done with us today like <laughs> if you guys could see what she looks like it's literally that emoji with the straight line that's my favorite emoji that, like she's up. over it Constantly. thumbs up that yeah. tends to be written though during our recording sessions i hate it's it. always the three of us laughing the three and of us. just like there with straight face like, yeah she's living, like like giggle or anything no she just gives me that monotone face like sometimes i try to fake giggle you're so quirky ren right so unique how will we talk about some books ladies extra's not really a wooing book but like that's the point Uh, not really no um so as we already mentioned we're talking about it ends with us by colleen hoover So it starts with Lily Bloom, a young woman who has just moved to Boston and finally fulfilled her dreams of opening a flower shop. She meets Ralph Kincaid, an attractive neurosurgeon. Sparks fly, and after much flirtation, they finally admit their feelings and begin a relationship with each other. Shortly thereafter, her first love, Atlas Corrigan, comes back into her life. Things with Ryle are seemingly perfect until one day... They aren't. Their relationship takes a toxic turn, and with many other unexpected twists in her life, Lily must decide if she wants to fix her tumultuous future or her broken past. So I first read this book, actually only like one time fully read this book when I was 17. So years ago. So my thoughts from then to like what they would be now are totally different. But I can see, like, I know how I, w- how I would feel about it if I were to read it now. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I read it then, a little more naive, a little more, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have thought those things, but. <laughs> well, I yeah. think that's, like, I mean, nothing wrong with admitting that, like, you would view, like, certain things differently because, I mean, you're so. Yeah. Young. Like, 17, you feel so old, but you're so young at the same time. Like, oh, the, yeah. At the time, you feel like you know everything, and then now. Like who? Why would I ever say that or think that? So I mean, it's normal to definitely have a change of perspective, I guess. And that's also what I like about this book. I think it's a thought-provoking book. Like 
it kind of makes you feel like of all books I've read, I mean, I've read a lot of books and like it happens with a lot of books, but especially in this one, I really felt like I was put into like Lily's perspective. Like I, I really could see, like, I felt like Lily when I was reading it and I was with her on all her life's journeys. What did you guys think? Well, did you guys go in blinds? Like, did you know what was going to happen or were you just like kind of like struck when it went downhill? I went into this so blind. Like I had no idea. Like I didn't know any of the characters' names. I didn't know Claude. This is also my first Colleen book that I read. Um, and you read Ugly Love first or no? Oh, right. No. Oh, we never mind. Read- us first I think yeah okay this is all this was all our first Colleen book yeah yeah so this was my first Colleen book did not know that Colleen writes sad books like I did not expect to cry I just knew that book talk loved this book so much and that I needed to read it yeah um it hit me so hard I definitely cried and I teared up but I didn't cry as hard as book talk told me I was going to cry which was the problem for me in this book but yeah, I went into it completely blind. Yeah, I'm similar. I didn't know what the story was about. I didn't know the characters' names. I actually knew this book because of you guys. Like I, like I literally knew nothing about like Colleen Hoover. This is my first book from her too. Um, I did see this coming though because I always do this thing where I have to connect the title to the book, and like from the beginning, I kind of saw it as like a parallel to Lily's life. Um, I think her mom was abused as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I figured that that wasn't mentioned for no reason and that would come into play um, in the book. So I, I did see it coming. What I didn't know was like how it was going to end, like if she was going to end up with him but, um, or with Atlas. But I figured that at least her cycle with Ryle would end because it's called It Ends With Us. <laughs> Jen, that's so funny that you like, not funny. I actually think that's really cool that you connect everything you're reading with. And so fast too. Yeah. Like for me, I just kind of live in the moment. I live with the characters. Like I don't think outside of whatever the character is telling me. I'm not like, oh, well, let's connect with this later on. Like I should have put together that her mom was abused. That so she later on will probably also get abused. I just like was living with Lily. I'm like, oh my God, you're so happy with Ryle. Like I'm so happy with Ryle. Like, oh, you're sad with Ryle. Like I'm sad about Ryle. Like I'm literally living it with the characters like I never think ahead yeah you really big brain black because I literally did not connect the title till that very last line when she says and yeah I was 17 so but like I remember when I read it and I said oh my god (laughs) I thought that was the most genius writing ever and I was like Pauline she's so amazing wow And then, and then I like was reflecting on where all the lines were. Yeah, the thing with Colleen is she'll like put it, a sentence in the book that literally references exactly the title, which I think is nice when you're reading it. You're like, oh, I, I love when she does that. Like it's very like blatant there. Um, yeah. For me, <laughs> I hate to say it because I tried. Now I go into all books blinds. I really like don't like to have expectations or like you know be spoiled by anything um this I accidentally spoiled for myself a little bit um so I yeah talking, that was bad Ren yeah, yeah that was that it was, was accidental so we're talking in our um group chat with our other friends and they're like oh my god it's be made into a movie so I'm like oh my gosh let me look things up like something look it up like google it ends with us movie like seeing who was going to play like the characters interesting did not know it didn't really start yet so I don't know what I was looking for like didn't start production no wasn't it that we were talking specifically about Justin Baldoni being the director and you wanted to look him up and rather than googling (laughs) Justin Baldoni it ends with us movie yeah so all I saw was that it's a book and it had to do with abuse in some way so like domestic abuse right so I didn't I guess really know everything that went into it but I did have these like the thing with I have an issue with book talk is there's books are hyped up so much and it's like I hate going in now I don't even like I'm gonna read a book now because I want to read it not because book talk told me to because I go in now and I'm like what the heck like it's good but not as the good and the hyped up as the way like they make it out to be so I did go in like with high expectations I think 
was a really good book. I give it a solid four out of five, like in that in that realm. But I think I went in with higher expectations, but I didn't like really see that coming. I think I was able to piece some things in within the plot of like, like that's a red flag, but not in the way like I can guess the whole thing. Yeah, I see. I think I was lucky in that regard because I didn't have like book talk and all of those people telling me about the book. I had one person who recommended it to me and it was because she was just obsessed with Colleen Hoover, rightfully so. Colleen, <laughs> round of applause. We love you here. Um, but uh, So she told me to start with It Ends With Us, telling me that all of her, like the way she described Colleen's books was that they all fuck you up, but like with varying degrees of fucking you up. And she's told me It Ends With Us fucks you up most whilst I was reading it before bad things happened. I was like, oh, great. Thanks. Um, but that was the only thing that I knew about the book was literally just her. I'd never heard of it outside of that. So because of that, I think it was easier for me to like go into it differently without all the book talk hype around it. People on book talk are like, it ends with us as my favorite book. And I'm like, I just don't understand the hype. Like I do have to say, I love this book so much and I'm thoroughly excited for the movie. I really hope it does like the book justice because sometimes like the movies never live up to the book. But I'm like, I've read like three or four other Colleen books now. And like, it ends with us is like kind of on the bottom out of the books I've read. Like no hate to this book. Like I think it's still top tier and I would recommend it to everybody. But like, like Ren said, I feel like book talk just hypes up so many books and then I just end up being disappointed at the end. Yeah, I agree. I feel like out of all of the works that I've read from her, this is probably my least favorite for sure. But since we still do like it, I think like there's a lot of lessons within the book that are so important that I think what either Sahara or Jen mentioned earlier, you know, it puts you in the frame of like being Lily and like understanding her and like I don't have any way to ever relate to Lily so I like where I feel like I can I know what she's feeling even though I never felt those feelings and she did really good at explaining that and I think since we all went in blinds for the most part we were able to like it was fun trying to guess what was going to happen like for example certain things like at the party a lot of the things he did was red were red flags to me even prior to that with like coming to her house and begging her to sleep with him and then going to the party and getting very very mad over like something very minuscule and like Lily not even thinking twice about it was such a red flag to me but yeah. a lot of I have other friends who've never even connected that so like when you guys were reading did you were you able to like find little small things and be like this is where it's going to head or no because I did I didn't see that at all me neither I and I look red flags and I think you're kind of as like from Lily's perspective you're kind of supposed to go in like blind I guess and not be able to see it until the end because, yeah um as Ren mentioned um I don't know if it was Andy or Sahara who said it but um it's based on her perspective so it's like you're in this relationship and you're not really seeing things clearly until the end you have rose-colored glasses on for sure yeah, exactly. and I think that's kind of the whole point is I mean it's not like the book is like how to avoid an abuser like how to or something right. but like I think that's kind of like the whole point is it's a commentary on like domestic abuse and it's totally going to catch you blind and I think just like it does Lily and just like it does you as a reader for the most part other than you know like maybe you see some red flags here and there but like Overall, you're just kind of like, whoa, what just happened? Like when it actually happens. Yeah, I, I did not see any red flags. Like I said before, I was literally with Lily the entire time. And I'm like, not even exaggerating. Like every time Ryle did something in the beginning, I was like, oh, like he's came here. He wants to like be with her. He wants to sleep with her. Like, it's like, that's so cute. Mind you, like Ren said, I should have been like, why is he begging her? Like he should not be yeah. begging her. Like they should equally want each other. And like, now I like look back and think about it. I was like, there are like so many red flags from the beginning. Like even his sister, like kind of gave her some warnings too. Yeah. But like, like Lily and I, we both just ignored them or didn't see them or didn't want to see them, you know? Cause when you're so into someone, sometimes you just don't see those red flags anyways. Yeah, and those things are kind of endearing. Like, yeah, you know, you're really into someone, think someone's so attractive. Like we said, like 
the previous episode like those weird things if you're really into someone you think they're really attractive you're not even going to think twice about it for a lot of the time and I think all of us can sit here and say if I was in a relationship and he was an abuser emotional physical I would never put up with that I say that all the time it's so and this story is a perfect like I guess story about a abusive father relationship that isn't like normal like I feel like when I watch like tv shows movies or anything with like abuse I'm always like that person's clearly the enemy they hate their children they hate their family members just evil people overall and you can see like Ryo had redeeming characteristics and it's not always black and white with abuse Mm -hmm. and like Lily would have said the exact same thing I never would would, would go through that I say it you you never know and a lot of the times in the book even like I'm saying I saw these things I was like kind of well you know and I think that's the point like Colleen wants you to do is like yeah with him in this weird fucked up way when you shouldn't be for sure yeah, I was like the way I described it when I after I finished it to my friend was I was literally team Ryle until she was with Atlas. At the Andy. end, wow. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. So we were young. young. Yeah, I was 17, sure. and I I remember after I finished it and I was talking to her about it, saying like I was afraid for myself if I were to ever actually be in her shoes. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, oh my god, like in this book, I was really every time. I mean, there was like three major incidents, I think. Um, and with each, the first two, she was like, he'll never do it again. Yep. If he does, I'm leaving you. Like, Or if he does, I'm leaving him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes, he'll never do it again. He's going to change. He's going to leave. Or like, you'll leave him out if he doesn't. And then each time I was like, nope, it's going to happen. And even after the third one, especially when she found out she was pregnant, I was like, oh my God, like they have, like he's going to change. They have to get better, blah, 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 blah. And like, my perspective on marriage and kids is completely different now. And I think the kids at the time was a big factor as to why I was like, he has to change for her, blah, blah, blah. Now I think I would be completely different in all regards though. But I was literally, when she finally said like, I want a divorce, I was like, no, don't leave him. He's going to change. And then I finished the book and I was like, oh my God, that's concerning. Yeah. I actually... I'm on the other side where, and I think this is where the age comes in. Um, Definitely. We're 17 I'm, and I'm literally 27 reading this. Um, yeah. I always thought like the cynical side of me always thought that he was suspicious about something. Um, I was always looking for the red flags. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, I think they had just started dating or I don't remember if he had, he hadn't asked her yet, but she found like a portrait of herself, like this big, big portrait. At and the party, like, yeah. And like for like it, it felt kind of weird to me. Like, because when was this even taken? Like the night they know. met, it was stalking. It was the night they yeah. met. He, and so creepy. He, he knew, yeah. or she knew he took the picture of her, but not that he blew it up and put it on right. Yeah, it. exactly. So that to me is a red flag right there. Like that's very stalkerish vibes, you know. Um, so I think from then on, I that's when I started like picking like the pieces and putting them together like okay hmm, this is not gonna go well and then I saw that like Atlas like it kept going back and forth with like Atlas and Ryle um and I I caught myself wanting to know more about Atlas and like okay is he ever gonna come in this book you know um and he did eventually but um yeah I always caught myself being suspicious about Ryle even before any of the incidents I was going to say, it's really interesting because I definitely, I, like, I know, Ren, you were saying um, how you don't see this as a romance book. Um, like when we've talked about it in the past, I totally fully saw this as a romance book. But like the way, Jen, you're talking about it, it's almost like you read it as like almost a mystery book. Like the way you're putting pieces together and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. Um, Jen, you like the picture. I didn't even think of that as being creepy. And again, this might, I can't even say it comes with age. I'm 24. I should be like looking out for this kind of stuff. I didn't think it was going to be creepy because I was like, 
I didn't say like, oh, that's sweet. But also I didn't know Atlas was like, it was a love triangle kind of story. Right. You know, when you, when you see a guy and a girl in a storyline, you just think they're the two main characters. They're probably going to get together at the end. So that was my mindset the whole time because I went into this blindly. I didn't know any of the characters' names. I didn't even know there was an Atlas until it started going backwards, yeah. like in, in time. So this whole time I was like rooting for Ryle and Lily. And then even after things went, I guess this is kind of similar to Andy, like, but not to the extent, but every time, you know, something <laughs> happened with Ryle, I would be like, oh no, like, I hope it's not like, it was the first push or like the first, whatever that happened. I was like, I hope like this was an accident. Like that's not supposed to happen. Like not even thinking the book's going to be about abuse, even though her dad's abusive, like not putting two and two together, like hoping for the two main characters to end up together, not realizing Atlas is, you know, probably her one true love, but also like, like, Ren said, I don't think this has romance either. I've never, I wasn't team Ryle and I also wasn't team Atlas. Like I didn't ship her with either of them. Like, I don't consider this a romance. I mean, it is romance because of her and Atlas, but like, I didn't see, like, I don't feel the same sparks that everyone else who loves this book did. I don't know if that's just me though. No, I, I get what you mean because I, I don't feel that there was enough of Atlas for us to be like, Yes, like Team Atlas, you know, I, I think to Ren's point, um, it was more about like, not self-discovery, but kind of in a sense, like realization that, um, oh my God, like I'm in this situation and I need to get out of here. Yeah. It's I really mean, just like about Lily. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like, I guess, a really, if you want to say it's a romance, there is romance aspects of it. Cause in the book, you know, like Lily, it's so sad because she's first of all going through this tough situation. Like I can imagine just being sick to my stomach. The fact that like that's her best friend now, and her best friend's brother. She thought like he was the one for her. She's not pregnant. It's like just absolutely devastating. So I would say it's like you know a very tragic, sad romance because yeah, you know like the way as I said this before, Colleen wrote it. It's like you can just feel bad because you you don't see this normal abuser. And even with her father, her father in the story never abused her. And then it also references Colleen's like life, and she wrote that based off her own life. I think it's like crazy to yeah. see. Like it's also devastating, and, and also the fear of will he do this to our daughter when we have her? There's just so many things. It's really, really sad because, you know, you think you have it, you have it all and you're just, and you're married and you're like, it's a end of the day, like Ryle had these redeeming things and it's just, it didn't end up like that. Um, and concerning, I guess, Atlas, I loved part of the just aspects, whole role in this, Atlas's whole role in the story. I loved like the little going back and seeing her childhood and seeing parallels from her parents and their abuse and then like what's happening now in her life and then also just atlas overall like how he knew her those times in her life and how destroyed her knew her deep secrets and then now it's happening to her so i think having him there i don't think she would have left ryle if it wasn't for atlas and well that's like sad it's also like i don't know if i would have been you need to have that person sometimes you need that push yeah and even like Lily's mom saying, um, you know, I was the same way. Like I thought he wouldn't do it to me again or just a mixed up. And does it again? You're like, okay, well, this it won't happen again. Like it was really that this isn't really yet. The third time you're like just thinking, oh my God, well, it wasn't as bad as the first two times. And it's just like it goes on and on. And that's such a good lesson. I can't imagine like if I could relate to the story, just hearing that. I feel like that just a good lesson within the book as well. So the whole thing is just really devastating, I think. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned Colleen, I think it was in the dedication or like a foreword or something where she briefly talked about her own experience in an abusive household. And when I read that, it it puts things in a totally different perspective after like having finished the book, because you're like, it makes it more realistic because even though we've talked about how like it is a realistic story and like it deals with like real things and it displays abusers in like a real way of like, an unsuspecting sort of like thing it it's a completely different thing when you actually like connect it to a real life person and like especially the author of the story yeah so I remember like when I read that just bawling my eyes out I know we like talked so much about sad things because this is a very sad book I mean it deals with abuse but one of my favorite parts in the book is her writing to Ellen I 
before all of the stuff with Ellen has happened now, I used to be a big Ellen fan. I went to her and death. I can't, I know you went to her show. It's like <laughs> taping. I'm so jealous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm about to admit this on the podcast, but I used to write to Ellen all the time. Oh, wow. Aww. Oh my God. And I used to like write stuff about me and my parents and my family. And then sometimes I'd like, you know, make it exaggerated and like write sob stories and whatnot. And, but you know, I just like, I felt like I could relate in that sense where she just wanted someone to hear her and she was writing to Ellen as if that was her friend. And I just, that was one of my favorite moments. And then when she got the book and like that was signed by Ellen cried because like, I just thought that was so sweet. And that's definitely one of my favorite parts of the book. And it was a really inventive device is like to, to um, have flashbacks. It wasn't just like a chapter, like 10 years ago, like it was her presently reading her letters, but like telling the story of the past. I thought that was really cool. The fact that Ryle found those letters and that oh. kind of was sparked the last thing of the, no. that, like, devastated me. Yeah. Like, just, that was so hard. And this, the letters, oh my, that was, like, I guess that was the last time like, that really yeah. caused a big But that was just really devastating because they were, like, really personal. And it, somehow, it's crazy what someone's, like, love for someone can do. The fact that he was so obsessed with, creepily obsessed with Lily obviously which led to him being abusive and having a lot of issues and anger management but then the whole bringing atlas in like that just fueled things i should never have been fu- it's her childhood friends right that, him finding that was very sad that was a really sad part of the story that's yeah. how you know he's a psycho though because any normal boyfriend who would have found the letters would have been like that's your first love like no one really you know your first love is your first love you don't really get over them they're just there you'll always love them in some sort of way kind of you know deal so any normal boyfriend that you're currently dating that you're maybe mm-hmm. engaged to maybe you're married to wouldn't have freaked out over those letters or in like your, your old sentiments yeah, yeah. exactly and he already he already knew their history right. exactly what did you say Jen I didn't hear you sorry no, I was just saying, like, it was her childhood, you know? Yeah. It was so long ago. Like, why does it matter now? Yeah. And that was after he'd already beat up Atlas mm-hmm. at the bar or at the restaurant. Yep. When he saw them, like, leaving the bathroom, didn't give her a chance to explain. And then not only did he beat him up, he threw something about, like, like that's the homeless fuck you had or something like that. Like, he said some yes. really awful thing okay. to him. And, like, looking back now, those are definitely things that, like, are clear red flags of, like, maybe he's not the best guy that you think he is. Even until the end, I really thought she might have, she might go back to him. Like, I I could not predict the end of this book at all. I was, yeah, I was so scared. I was like, there might be a possibility that she will go back with Ryle. Like he keeps like, they just had a baby together. They had that sweet moment in the hospital. And I was like, oh my God, is she going to take him back? And then she like, I, it was just like such a proud mom moment when she like stood up for herself and was like, yep. it ends with us. And I was like, yes, Lily. It's so different when you have a child. Yeah. It's perspective. So Hara mentioned one of her favorite aspects of the story was letters to Alan. Let me just say my favorite aspect of the story was the fact that Alyssa was just part of the story. She was the yeah. best character. She was the best character. Ever. Mm-hmm. And it was so powerful when she said to her, when she found out about what was going on in their life, you know, as as my, as Ryle's sister, of course, I want you to forgive him and move past this. But as your best friend, I'll never talk to you again if yep. you forgive him. Yep. That was powerful because I think it's so... You have to have a lot like emotional I feel like intelligence to be able to separate the, separate those things and like see it that way so and put it in perspective to Lily because being a good friend and a good sister like having Lily leave him is he needs to fuck he needs to get help yeah and you know just I think that was just powerful that was like the best line in the whole story I loved it so much I loved her and her husband do you see? I'm literally tearing up at that. No, that yeah, that literally brought tears to my eyes too. What I love about her is that Alyssa is that she always stood for Lily. Like even in the beginning, she warned her about it, and she never liked the relationship until like it got serious. And I think she kind of tolerated it more than anything. I think she liked having Lily close to her more than she liked the relationship itself. So I just love the fact that she was always about Lily. 
a major red flag that I am thinking about now that I did think was a red flag then when I read it was when they got married in Vegas like after six months literally like that was that's my red flag like that's what I noticed as a red flag I didn't see the painting I didn't see the things that build up to it the marriage was it for me like who I mean there are people who get married in a very short span of time so like no hate to them but in this case the way they like out of nowhere decided to get married like that was the red flag for me yeah I disagree I mean I I get what you're saying like my parents for example dated for six months and then got engaged and eventually married so like See, that's I always fine, think they're crazy though. oh I, like, I think that's fine so I was like I think they're crazy but my mom says like obviously when you know you know but I think when what I agree with what you're saying it makes it crazy when he was so anti a girlfriend to then being married that fast that is that's a red flag exactly it's, with, it's all the things saying. that build up with ryle and then the fact that they wanted to go to vegas it's like they could have had a nice like six months sure whatever they could have had a nice ceremony with like lily's mom Alyssa, maybe ryle's parents you know something small if they really wanted it but the fact that they abruptly wanted to get married in vegas like that's the red flag it was very much a spontaneous um and it's funny because <laughs> when i read it I was like, oh my gosh, he's so in love. He wants to marry her. That's true love. <laughs> like, I, I was completely, I mean, I was like, that's so soon. But also, wow, I want a man to do that to me. Now I'm like, ooh, I don't even want to get married, bro. Like, <laughs> I loved like hearing your different perspectives, like what you were at 17, because I mean, I probably read, 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 this, read it and been like, probably most of the same thing yeah like hope was romantic it is a book but like now when you're older you're like okay this is this is real life like this isn't just a book oh yeah you grow out of some of that naivety that you had Mm -hmm. when you were 17 (laughs) Uh, one thing i did love about atlas i mean i did love him overall but again i was 17 fully team ryle was i did love the name of his restaurant being an homage to her with it being, I think, back in Boston or better in Boston, and his restaurant was called Bibbs. And then oh she had the, the magnet that said better in Boston. That was a really sweet thing. Yeah. I also love that her she had the heart tattoo over where he would kiss her all the time. Stop. I forgot Andy, I forgot about that. Oh that yeah, I, I did I thought that was and that was one thing that really, really hurt when Ryle found the letters and he found out that's what that tattoo meant because yes. that was his his spot too that he would kiss always. I was a big oh old mess. I literally, oh my God, wait, I just forgot. I, I loved Atlas in the story and I think like everything about him, but his story overall was just so sad too. Mm-hmm. Like it shows to Lily's character it makes sense like the fact that she was saying the good and raw after everything like ever since she was a kid she was such a like sweet girl who cared for people she literally noticed him on the bus and went to see and like brought him food and let him shower and like made right. her, him watch ellen with her <laughs> like i think it was just so cute and then you know i can't and i can't imagine being alice's, alice's position it's like emba- you feel like a little embarrassed like I want people to know about your life he wasn't open with him being homeless and being kicked out and the fact that like he later became really successful and opened the restaurant and then even just to like see Lily again like he knew like helping Lily and being her was a kind of his way of like thanking her and I think oh my god I loved him so much he was a sweet character probably my favorite honestly besides um, Alyssa yeah for sure I think those two are probably my favorite characters too yeah Overall, I think Lily is from like books of this type, which not domestic abuse, but just like kind of like tragic sort of love stories, tragic coming of age, if you will, self-discovery, whatever. I think she's like one of the best like main characters because she she has a lot of strength. And like you said, it showed her character with Atlas and how she was with him and how she was never judgmental or anything like that and her own personal childhood and her background to then like opening her own floral shop and following her dreams. Like, I think that's so incredible for a time, not gonna lie. After I read this book, I wanted to be a florist. Um, (laughs) And 
And like, so then having what happens with Ryle and her ultimately having the strength. Yes. I think Atlas helped. And, but I, and I do probably think it would have been different without someone like that in her life or without Alyssa or her mom or any of those people, but she still ultimately had her, the strength to listen to them and to listen to her own like actual conscious and leave him. And I think that's like a really powerful thing. For a while, I thought her mom was going to be like, stay with him too. So I was shocked when her mom was like, don't stay with him. Um, I feel like her mom stayed with her dad because she didn't have that same support system that Lily did to have people to push her to be like, you shouldn't stay with him. He's wrong for you. Whereas like, wasn't Lily's dad, like the mayor of the town too? Like he was this higher up guy. So it also would like look down on him. And I think Lily's mom just thought too much of image and didn't have the right people in her life to help her. So I was, I, I cried. Like, I remember I cried so hard when Lily's mom was like, you should leave him. Like, don't be with him because I just, again, I was not expecting that at all, especially because Lily's mom stayed with her dad, the dad. So. And also like, I think it's important to note that I know we're saying like, as we get older, we look at it this way. In the story, Lily's Lily's character is only twenty three. That's me yeah. right now. That's you right now, Ren. Like, I cannot imagine. Like, even a year difference. I always say this: a year difference. I'm like a different person. So now, like, I don't know. And I don't think she's had. She didn't have a relationship after Atlas. And Atlas was she was a kid, and it was different. It wasn't like you know a true. I think like, she was long term romantic relationship. I think she was sixteen. Yeah, I am. Yeah, exactly. So what, seven years later, and then you're with somebody who's like really successful. He's a doctor. You know, you, you find great friends from it. You don't really have any other friends in the city. Like, there's just so many things that kind of add into it. And like, you know, Andy, for, when you're 17, you think 23 is old. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, my God, I'm gonna look so different at 23. I thought the same thing. Now, I feel like I still <laughs> feel like I'm... Um, 20 like what 20 to 25 I'm gonna feel the same okay sorry 21 to 25 I'm gonna feel like the same person and like <laughs> I don't know I mean because I'm, I'm not I'm still in school for most of it because I went to grad school so I can't imagine being 23 in Lily's position and like starting her business and everything just happening so at once at that young age yeah it, it it's overwhelming like for sure mm-hmm. Because, like, she just graduated college, opens a business, falls in love, has this toxic, bad relationship, gets pregnant, yeah. has a baby, gets a divorce. Like, so and much mom, in a year. And the relationship with her mom isn't that great, like, during the story until, like, the end it gets better. So, you know, maybe if the relationship was different and she was able to hear more of her mom's story she had definitely held some resentment towards her mom mm-hmm. for not leaving and like putting up with it and like keeping her in the house with her father all those years so I think you know maybe if like things were different and their relationship was different she would never she would have seen those things and been able to ask her mom like you know how like her actual mom's feeling because moms hide so much of what they go through from their children like even speaking with my mom now like, she definitely <laughs> doesn't tell me things that she's been through but I can tell her like things she says it carries with you and you hide a lot of the stuff from your kids and I think that also plays into Lily's decisions and like how the story plays out and I'm happy to see at the end the relationship's really good and now it's just it's just different because especially considering like what her mom's thought process was when she was a kid yeah yeah and I think also something we should also talk about because I think it's sweet in both regards to both Ryle and Atlas is the baby's name, Emerson, and then middle name Dory. I thought that was so sweet. Dory being the middle name, I think is adorable. And then Emerson being named after Ryle's brother that he, you know, killed. I'm going to cry. I thought that whole thing was a really like beautiful moment for Lily and the baby and I mean also Ryle because he's the father and later on in the epilogue it seemed after like they've separated it seems like he is like working to being a good person and a good father and stuff so I think that's really a sweet thing yeah we didn't even touch on Ryle's past and why he is kind of the way he is um so yeah he's 
spoiler, which we've already said in the beginning, but he shot his and spoiler brother. central girl. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> shot his brother, which I I can't imagine the scar it left on him. You know what I mean? How much that affected his whole life. And he's a doctor now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you put that together. Like shooting like your brother when you were younger and then becoming a doctor and having to see this kind of pain that people, I feel like that's just so much pain on you. I think that's why he became a doctor Mm -hmm. because he's a neurosurgeon. And if I remember correctly, he shot him in the head. Yeah. So I think that's kind of why, yeah. It's just, I, but that's just, that's what I'm saying. It's like so much pain on you. Like no wonder you're going to become a psychopath. Like, yeah. and he, he doesn't, he's not the type of guy to have a girlfriend. Like, and you know, like when you have a relationship, that's a different kind of love versus like the love you have from your family or friends, like, you know what I mean? So he never had that kind of love on him and he just has all this pain. Like, of course this man's going to be freaking crazy. Like, Wow. Yeah. Especially the night they met, he like just tried to save a kid and he wasn't able to save the kid. It was very like parallel to what happened with him and his little, his brother when he was young. So mm-hmm. the fact that it opens up like that and you don't really find out till like later, it's just like, wow. And then the first night we, we meet him, he's just crazy. Like anger management. That was a red flag to me. Like, what is this guy doing? He's the guy he's going to be in love with. Like, but obviously once again it's important for the story but i agree that was that whole the whole thing you feel sympathy for him and now mm-hmm. the reason why you know when you're like kind of like oh, you feel bad for Ryle because you do but it doesn't still doesn't excuse anything no no yeah how would you guys rate this book four out of uh, five. yeah i would give it a four out of five yeah four out of five i like want to give it a five but like no no, no like in my like I want to give it a five, but I just, I can't find it in me to like, I don't know. I love sad books. Like anyone who knows me knows I love to cry. <laughs> you do love Like to cry. everything makes me cry and I love a good sad book. You love the like, drama. I, yeah. I love the drama that comes with it. Like I love crying my eyes out and sending you guys Snapchats of me crying. Like that's my favorite <laughs> thing to do. So you would think I give it a five, but yeah, like a four out of five. I just didn't love it as much as everyone told me I was going to love it. I think I'm probably going to be the only like outlier here. <laughs> I, I'm not sure whether to rate it a 3.5 out of five or a four out of five, just because, I mean, it was a good story, but to me, it wasn't like, it didn't, it wasn't as top tier as like other books that I've read. So to me, it was like average, maybe four, maybe 3.5. That's where I'm at right now. Which is there. Yeah. Well, Jen, how do you like, I saw this TikTok today and I think I was t- telling you last week the way I rate books like yeah. the way I give like one star to two to five like how do you like how do you see as a three star versus a four star book I think I'm I think it's starting to get clear to me because I feel like before like if I really like it it's like a five star like everything's a five star and now <laughs> now I think I'm coming to the point where like not everything's a five um mm-hmm. so if I really like a story I'm gonna give it a four for sure um and like maybe a 4.5 and a 5 it just you know it just depends but I think with this story like it was a good book and for me like a three isn't a bad score it's just like an average score like it's a good book and that's right yeah exactly like it wasn't top tier but it wasn't like better than like average I guess not life-changing yeah so that's why I'm like okay maybe it's a 3.5 to me or like a four but it's definitely not a five to me. Do you think it would be different, Jen, if you haven't read other Colleen books? And t- like the means when you read it, and then you read other Colleen books, and now we're rating it and talking about it. Do you think like that has any impact on like how you see it? Not necessarily, because this was the first book I read from her, and even at the time, it wasn't like, oh my god, I didn't see the hype. I honestly didn't see the hype. Yeah, I re- I remember after you'd finished it, talking to us about it. And you were like, I liked it, but like, it was okay. You know, it was a good book. Yeah. I might agree. I might give it a 3.5 just because like, now that I've read other Colleen books, other ones are four stars. Yeah. And like out of a lot of them, which we'll talk about other books later episodes, this, and I also think it has to do with the hype as well. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I probably agree with you, Jenna, 3.5. Yeah. See, I gave it a, I gave it a four. I would say probably after I'd originally finished it, 
I probably would have given it a five. Like I loved it. And at the time I was also, I wasn't, I mean, I read books, but like I was in high school and I was like reading Shemitah. Like I didn't read that much for pleasure. Um, and so when I read it, I was like, oh my God, like this is such a fantastic book. Love it, love it, love it. So I think at the time I would have probably given it a five, but as I've read more, as I've read Mark Colleen, um, it's definitely been downgraded to a four. Ever since I got Goodreads, I feel like I'm, I look at ratings a little differently. Ren, you've changed me, but like I, before I was like, just giving fives, like left and right. I was like, Oh, I love this yeah. book. Five. You get a five. You get a five. Yeah. Like I felt like Oprah <laughs> yeah. just like going at it. But ever since I got Goodreads, I feel like after I'm done reading a book, I really sit there and I like analyze it in my head. I'm like, okay, how much did I love this? Five is always a love. And then for me, four is a like, like yeah. there's a ton. And then for three it's more like a meh like I liked it didn't love it it's just kind of there but I didn't hate it that's what my three is and then I've never given a two or one so I don't know where that stands for me like I haven't read a book that like I absolutely hated yet for me to get to that two or one so when that time comes you guys will know but (laughs) I'm trying like I finally started to distinguish between a four and a five and I I can't be giving fives left and right because sometimes I'll go on good reason. I'll give it a five and I'm like, I'll literally hit the five stars. and I'll be like, well, did I really like it that much? Like people are, you know, people are, ex- you know, you look at people's rating. You're like, oh, wow, this person gave it a five. It must be really good. Like I want to read it. Let me add oh. it to my list kind of thing. But like, I don't want to influence someone to get my five-star book if I didn't really think it's a five-star. So learn. I'm teaching myself to not be giving fives left and right. I'm they never definitely. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm the same way like honestly if i were this is gonna cause so much controversy um but if i were to go back and rate the off-campus in briar you i'd definitely rate them differently now me too nope, i think i, I would it. i think i would probably too some of them before we fully wrap this up we mentioned already how this is going to be made into a movie and i just wanted to say again how I, I personally have high hopes because Justin Baldoni is the director and he's the king of sob story films. So I feel like he's going to do this movie justice. I think I'm going to cry harder during the movie than I did in the book. Yeah. Mostly because like when I see people cry, I cry. You guys know I'm an easy crier, but like <laughs> I know I'm going to like sob. Like I didn't sob that hard in this book, but the movie, I just, I'm going to bring a whole tissue box. It's also just different, literally looking at it, you know, like yeah. life. Yeah. So, and they have to pick and choose what's going to be in the movie too. So, like, right. they're gonna pick the more heart wrenching stuff. You're gonna kill me, but what did he? I don't really know a thing about him. I never once admitted it. You googled shit. <laughs> you googled it. I told you I put it in ends with us. I, didn't <laughs> I know put it him. So <laughs> he, he did um, five feet apart and clouds. You should watch Five Feet Apart. I highly recommend it. It's book He's in Jane the Virgin, too. Yeah. yeah. As an actor, though, I don't, it, he probably directed episodes, too, but. No, I just meant like as an actor. Like, oh, yeah. Because yeah. you love that show, Jen. That's maybe that's why, like, I, I've heard you talk about talk about him the most. And I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to ask. I get shit for asking those things. <laughs> no, but you, yeah. should, you should watch Five Feet Apart. It is so good. I watched it in theaters and I swear to God, there was not a dry eye. Like, there was one part where everyone was sniffling. And I was like, this is so weird. I've never experienced that before. Like it, you need to, you need to watch it, Ren. I know you're not a crier like me, but you need to watch it. Thing is, I cry with either. movies, not as books. Okay, then you will cry during this. Yeah. It's like cry. a it's a teen both sick. Oh wait, I never talked about I've never yeah. seen it. With Pulse Cole Sprouse. Sprouse. Yeah, I think so. not Fault in Our Stars, if you're confusing it with that one. <laughs> no, I know Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my movie. It was like my favorite book back in the day. Basic. Oh right, you love you love feeling. I, yeah, I can really. I can't even deny that. Yeah, you love that book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But okay. So I do cry with some books, but I still got. I feel like recently I stopped crying. I don't know what it is. But in the past year, I don't really cry when I read books. Like Jen is not a crier either. But with movies, I think like I need to see it, and it feels very because you're seeing what's happening. Like I imagine it in my head, but it's just different. That's why I cry. And I don't know. So I'm excited for the book, for the movie. I love like adaptations, but it also scares me because I'm like, I want it to be done justice. Yeah. But especially after the ugly love trailer. <laughs> Ooh, oh, not gonna God, talk about that. That. <laughs> that was when we found that. And I haven't even read the book, and I was like, 
Nope, would not have watched. I meant to say this earlier. Can we talk about how stupid his name is? Yes. Yes. I remember the first time, or when I, like, his first time his name said, I said, tell me that's a typo, and it's Kyle, (laughs) and she's in her art, because, come on. Okay, yeah, you said Kyle. Riley, and they're my. I think it was either you guys or one of my other friends. I did not like, say Riley. Well, Alyssa's baby is named Riley. You know what? My friends, my friend. I think my friend Isabella said I read it as Riley. No, no, no. never mind. What? Like what? Okay, sure, but it's not. It's Ryle. But yeah, I guess yeah, that, that, that is it's weird. <laughs> it's still bad, no matter what. Oh, it's all weird. Yep. <laughs> yep anyways yeah i just had to i just had to say that because colleen not gonna lie she loves a weird name yeah benton yeah benton uh anyways all right well be sure to catch the next episode on monday august 16th at 8 a.m eastern standard time we will be discussing the great summer read people we meet on vacation by emily henry I'm super excited to talk about it. Um, so make sure you've read it by then so you can listen and follow along with us. You can follow us on our socials at Boozy Book Talk Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.